Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is called The Secret Sauce. Because I feel like when I work with people, um, whether it's as a physical therapist or as a yoga teacher, I work privately with people all the time or in groups or, you know, as teams and people seem to want to know kind of the key to optimizing performance and with that, optimizing health and movement patterns. So, I mean, I was working with five different people in the last two weeks, all of whom have had different outcomes of their of their poor kind of suboptimal movement patterns. But my my teaching for all of them um, had the, the, the crossover all had this secret sauce component to it. And I think it's when I'm working with anyone, I am and I have a limited amount of time, but I want to do more bang for the buck. I want to give them the secret sauce. If I have more time with someone, like I have with some of my students who have taught for years, I'm still lay, laying down this secret sauce. And so I, I call it this secret sauce kind of in, in a joking way. It's um, I don't eat at McDonald's and I am a vegan. I don't eat burgers. But you know, there was that great, like the Big Mac has the special sauce. And it's like, what is it that tastes so amazing? And and we find out, you know, it's something as simple as mayonnaise. You know what I mean? It's not like it's like this multiple ingredients that are really exotic and it's just mayonnaise. And so the kind of the idea is it's actually 
really attainable what this secret sauce is. And for me, I'm going to just get right to it and tell you the secret sauce for moving well, for optimizing movement, for creating movement patterns that are sustainable and that will make you stronger in every way. And this goes for if you are a runner, if you are a ice hockey player, if you are a tennis player, or if you're a yogi or all of the above. That is that you need to know how to mobilize your hips well. That is the secret sauce because mobility in the hip joint is hugely important. And then how you move in the hip joint is creates the cascade effect of great or not as great movement throughout the rest of the body. It's that important. So first of all, for those of you who aren't as aware of this, your hip joint is where your femur meets your pelvis. So the pelvis is a skeletal structure that is it's made up of two um, ilia. Each side of your big pelvic bones are called ilia. And um, the ischium is underneath that. We're sitting on our ischial tuberosities, which is the base of the pelvis. And the femur comes up and it's the long bone of the thigh and it comes up and in a ball type way, it has a femoral head, which is our ball of our ball and socket joint. It comes and it meets the um, hollowed out part, the socket part of the pelvis called the acetabulum. So a lot of people interchange the um, movement, movement of the pelvis, movement of the hip, and they are different. So you can't really interchange them. They are, um, the hip joint includes the pelvis, but it's the pelvis meeting the femur that creates the hip joint because joint implies movement. And indeed, the ball of the femoral head moves inside the acetabulum, sometimes not so well, and we'll talk about why. But this hip mobility here is crucial. It's so crucial because this is your central channel of energy. It is like your grand central station, I call it. Um, And if you've never been to New York, you can imagine. Grand Central Station has a lot of complex um, comings and goings of the train um, tracks. Many, many people in there. So it is the where a lot of stuff is happening. And Energy is coming and flowing from all over. It's coming from your feet through the floor, up through the legs into the hip joint. And so if your hip joints are moving slightly suboptimally, you are really, really doing yourself a disservice because you're losing a lot of energy. And if you take that into bigger movement patterns, especially those of you who are who are athletes or even who don't consider yourself athletes, but you move a lot, you run or you play tennis or you bike, you, if you're moving those hips in this suboptimal way, you are um, something else will most likely have to uh, take up the reins for where the hip is moving or, or um, not moving well and losing energy. And that's often in the low back and in the knees, kind of on the other, either end of this um, other sides of the joint. So above it or below it, down the chain or up the chain. So the secret sauce is knowing how to mobilize the hip effectively and how to move from the hip in ways that will 
continue the energy from the floor, the ground reaction force from the floor through the rest of the body. And what I found over the years, and it's in physical therapy and in yoga all alike, is the ability for people to come into what's called triple flexion, which is flexion at your ankle, flexion at your knee, and flexion at your hip. To be able to do that well, and that is exemplified in a hip hinge um, squat type of thing, is really, really fundamental for, for the movement of the rest of the body. So I spend a ton of time, energy, and education on this area, and I call it that secret sauce. It's being able to mobilize in the hip well and mobilize those other joints well as well. <laughs> okay, so the triple flexion, um, if you don't have good enough movement in your ankle, your knee will try and make up for it. Certainly, if you aren't able to really flex well in your hip, your knee will also try and make up for it. And the hip nowadays is getting stuck more or not being able to move as well due to the position of the pelvis. And so that ends up um, where you will generate less power as an athlete because you are just not mobilizing that hip well. And by pushing your femur, into your pelvis, which is what we want in in, um, triple flexion, you're going to promote that good hip flexion. And when you, with with good hip flexion, you're going to ensure that your hips are working well so that then you can move them into extension where you really um, get the glute going. So I think this whole kind of gluteal um, snooziness that happens, and there's a lot of debate, by the way, within the PT world about this. You know, some PTs use the word gluteoamnesia and then some PTs say there's no such thing. Your glutes are never fully turned, you know, sleeping. Well, here is my my kind of take on all that. I, I see it. People's glutes are snoozing. And what that means is it's not that they don't have glute strength. It's that the neural firing, which is the readiness is not there. It's like delayed. And that's what I mean by snoozing. So, and I think it has a lot to do with the position of the pelvis. And I think this has a lot to do with the lifestyles that we now lead, where we are, you know, prolonged periods of time sitting. Our posture is seemingly getting worse and worse. And that has to do with electronics, our smartphones, and all that. And this is leading to the in kind of inability to hinge well at the hips. So working on a poor hip hinge pattern is actually incredibly helpful for so many of the different issues that I have seen. So whether it's back pain, knee pain, um, even not performing well in a sport, all of these can essentially be rectified and be extremely extremely helped by working on on the triple flexion, really working on the mobility there. So um, when I start with people and I look at their movement patterns, I immediately can pick up on some things. And it's almost always, like I said, just five people in the last, you know, 10 days alone, 
have all had the same issue of not flexing well at the hips and substituting in other ways, especially in the pelvis, the low back, and even the head trying to get involved. So here's what I would recommend. As you stand, stand and get against a wall so that you feel your proper kind of um, upright alignment. And I call this the triple S. I'm going to start calling this now the triple S. And you can steal that. I'm fine with that. (laughs) And that is that your skull, meaning the back of your skull, your scapula, and your sacrum are on the wall. And those are kind of the primary curves of the body, um, which is the original curve that that is um, kyphosis. And those those are setting up against the wall. Now, come away from the wall, but maintain that upright alignment. And then without moving your chin, without moving anywhere else, except your hip, you're going to slide your hands down to your ankles as you bend, and you'll bend your knees as you do this, and then you'll slide back up. And that is working on the action of triple flexion into triple extension. So you we're not quite going into extension because extension at the ankles would be coming up on your toes. You'll get that eventually. But know that the performance of your hips generating the energy that from the floor is dependent first on how well you flex at the hips. So try that again. You slide your hands down toward your ankles. You'll bend your knees and you have to be rigid everywhere except your hips, meaning don't keep your chin up like I see a lot of people do in the gym. And I'm not sure that's because maybe they're looking at themselves in the mirror. I'm not sure. But when your chin is up and out like that, it will just encourage your pelvis to move. And remember, your pelvis is part of the hip, but it is not the hip. The pelvis, movement of the pelvis is when the pelvis glides over the femoral head. So it tips forward and back of that. And then it can also do a little rotation and some lateral tipping. But just imagine kind of this, um, like a seesaw. The the seesaw is the, the, the board of the seesaw is the pelvis kind of moving over the bottom part. And then the bottom part of that is the hip itself. And that will move when the pelvis will not be moving. But instead of just a simple hinge like a seesaw, it's actually a ball that moves within that and it moves within the pelvis. So we want the action of triple flexion happening by the femoral head is going back in space. That's called posterior glide. It goes back toward the glute. And you can do this really well when you practice that sliding down and sliding up because you get to have this kind of neural firing and neural mapping of true hip flexion with your hands guiding you. So this is where I work with people a lot is because I want their hips to be the drivers, not somewhere else because the hips are so powerful. So think of like a basketball player, for instance, Um, to make a really good shot, the basketball player sits down kind of in that hip hinge and then and then just like explosion from the floor into extension and pushes off the toes. The uh, 
the effects of that, how, how powerful um, that explosion is really depends on the hip, hip flexion. So if you just kind of tip in the pelvis and you push off, you, you'll feel it. I don't want you really necessarily to practice it because it's, I mean, why practice something that's suboptimal? But observe people and making like a basketball shot or something and see, are they flexing at the hips or are they trying to drive from somewhere else? Driving anywhere else is just not going to have the same effect as driving from the hips. Getting a good hip flexion is fundamental for getting good hip extension. And hip flexion is what's going to create actually more um, stability. And this can be the case when you're the motion of running, when your legs are engaged in the cyclical movement, because the hip is then in flexion and extension. It's not, it's not kind of being drug, dra- dragged around and the pelvis is just tipped forward. So when you see a really good runner, there's just this return of energy from the floor through the legs into the hips and back again. And it really does look beautiful and um, and graceful. And it also looks like it's not a lot of work. And it's not because it that's that secret sauce. It's just like the hips are moving as they should with that neutral pelvis. So the other thing that I'll, I work on in, in hip mobility is some of lateral movement, which we don't do a lot of, for instance, in yoga. And I remember when I first doing started doing lateral movement in yoga practices, people would kind of stare at me. So lateral, just imagine if you're on a yoga mat and the sagittal plane is where we spend a lot of time in kind of traditional yoga, which is just the 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 line of like, if you were to bring your hip inflection and bring it back to extension. That's your sagittal plane. So that's just, you're walking. Walking is a sagittal plane. But we need movement in other directions. So lateral, we would turn sideways on the mat and move laterally. So not just forward and back, but side to side. And that movement is crucial for working, again, at the hips and pushing from the floor into um, the ankle, and then having that energy come up into the outer hip. This area is also part of your gluteal complex, the gluteus medius, and it is again not necessarily like um, asleep, but it's delayed firing for sure. So we want to get through that lateral movement, mobility, and uh, strength in the the hip for that. And this is super important, especially if you do tend to do things in the sagittal plane, like if you walk a lot or you run or you bike and you're just this repetitive pattern enthusiast, I like to call it. Uh, you, You need to be able to mobilize your hips in a variety of ranges so they don't get just kind of sequestered into that one range. So while flexion and extension is hugely important, you need to mobilize the hip in all the ranges so that all those ranges um, have that that, uh, mobility needed. But the secret sauce is keeping the mobility of the hip, especially in the flexion extension range, great. We are so dominantly into our front body that we really need the back, the posterior chain to, to kind of rev up and get better. So everyone should be working on their hip hinge pattern, but you first have to go to the wall and get that better posture. 
because if you are, you'll be working on better posture and that will actually give you more power and development of muscles in your hips. And that is part of your core. So you'll develop a stronger core and then just this overall more optimal movement in the body. So get it going. I have classes on my platform where we work on this stuff every day. And I say it about a thousand and times, a thousand times. And sometimes it takes that many times for it to kind of kick in. Because if you've been moving a certain way, like I said, with all these privates that I work with, they all are strong, but they're leaking energy. They were losing energy in ways. And so it takes it. And I say to them, you're going to have to think about this until it's automatic, right? And it's not going to be automatic for a while. So you have to think every time, and you're going to feel like a little bit like a soldier or a robot, just this like very, very rigid in your torso as you hinge at the hips. And that neck has to be in line. You can't be leading with your chin. So use this secret sauce so that you'll move better, that you'll feel freer, that you'll have more mobility in your hips. You'll engage the secret sauce to improve your overall um, motion. And then that will help you feel better. It'll help you move better. And and all of this will give you uh, more vitality, more confidence, and more levity in your life. If you do the work, the results will show. And that is the the beauty of something like this. That even though it's not really a secret, it, it has the magic of a secret because it's so simple, but we have to pay attention. So move well, move often and get the hips mobilizing, but be um, super, super tuned in to how you're moving. And I'm pulling for you all the way. So again, if you haven't done that, please subscribe and um, rate and review this podcast. Take a screenshot and send a copy of the screenshot of your review to podcast at movementbylara.com and we will send you a link to a free class so you can try out on the Lit Lara's Yoga Training um, platform where I have daily classes. The classes are different every single day. And all of this feedback that I'm giving you here, I give on the classes and with um, lots of really cool drills, sequences, functional mobility moves and wrapped into a yoga package. So enjoy. I'm sending love to you. Happy movement. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.